Good morning. And let me wish you a Merry Christmas. You know, over 2,000 years ago, a gift, a gift was given to this world. And it could have been such a time that there were those at the moment who thought that, well, it was nothing more than two young people who couldn't control themselves. But that certainly was not the case. We read in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. So Mary's baby certainly was no mistake. He was and is an amazing gift, a precious gift given to us by our Heavenly Father. And it is a, a gift that shows, that proves what God's outlook on humanity really is, that God loves mankind. A very familiar passage to many of us is John 3, verse 16, that says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. So God's love came wrapped, if you will, in the form of a baby, making His entrance into this world. And He's an amazing gift because He is a perfect gift. Now, I don't know what you may have on your wish list for this coming Christmas. There may be many things that you hope that you receive, but what I want you to know is of all the presents, of all the gifts, as wonderful as they may be, they all pale in comparison to the gift that is Jesus Christ. Because He is and will always be a perfect gift. Because only Jesus can change our identity. No other gift can do that. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we think that the things of this world, that they will make us better. Maybe the clothes we wear will make us better looking or, or, or maybe the makeup we wear or whatever the gifts of this life may be that we desire. We think that they will improve our, our identity, who we are. And while all those things are fine, they're all... Well, they're all pretty superficial. And there's only one gift that can truly change my identity in a very significant way, ultimately in an, in an internal way. You see, God loves us so much that He wanted to help change our identity through Jesus Christ. Because you see, it's only through the gift of Jesus that we can transition. We can transition from being enemies of God to now being his friends. We can transition from, from being sinners, lost sinners, to saints. We can transition from, from being slaves to sin to being looked upon as His children. You see, it's only through Jesus that we can be given all of the blessings of heaven and ultimately looked upon as being his heirs. In Galatians chapter four, we read these very powerful words beginning in verse four. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, 
but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. What gift? What gift could you possibly receive that's better than that? And Jesus will also feel your, your emptiness and no other gift in this life can do that. You know, a very common scene that'll take place in, in many of our homes over the course of the next days. There are presents that are under the tree. There's a lot of anticipation about what those gifts may be. And then, Lord willing, we, we unwrap the presents and we see what we've gotten and we're so excited. And a day or two later, we say, I'm bored. I don't know, I don't know that I have anything to do. And, and all of a sudden, these, these presents that we've looked so forward to, well, they get old. And we start talking about what we want next year. And why is that? It's simple. It's because you and I are not designed to be fulfilled by the physical things of this life. We are designed to be fulfilled only by Jesus. You see, Jesus can offer so much more in this life and, of course, in the life to come. But, but he can take this life. And in this life, we may feel as though we have no purpose, but he can give our life meaning. We may feel in our life is that it's just so, so empty, but he, he can feel the emptiness. Listen to what Jesus said in John 10 and verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now tell me, what gift could you possibly receive that's any better than that? Jesus Jesus is the only gift that can save you. That's why he was, is, and will always be the greatest gift ever given to man. We hear these very powerful words in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. A Savior. Not a Savior from the physical problems of this life but a savior from what are the greatest problems that mankind has ever encountered, sin, and the judgment that ultimately comes with our own sin. Now tell me, what, what gift, what gift could you ever receive that's possibly better than a savior? One who can save you from sin, from death, from judgment itself. So with such an amazing gift, such a, a perfect gift given to us by a Heavenly Father who loves us, how do we respond to that gift? Well, it's simple. We have to accept the gift. God in His love for us, again, has graciously given us this gift, His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's up to us to simply accept the gift. But for many of us, we have a hard time simply accepting the gift. We actually find ourselves living in such a way that truth be told, we're trying to pay him back. You see, that's why we get up every day and, and maybe we strive to do good deeds and, and we want to, to live a faithful life to God and we want to make sure that our, our doctrine is as it should be. But, but ultimately, it's not just motivated purely because we know that we've been given this awesome gift from God it's because deep down we feel like that if, if we don't do 
something to repay him, then he's going to disown us. It's a noble idea to think that we can or should repay God, but the truth is we can't. You see, it's, it's, it's pretty rude, to tell you the truth, to, to live our life in such a way where, where we're trying to repay God for the gift he's given us. Listen, how would it make you feel if you gave me a really nice Christmas present and when I opened it up and I saw what it was and you saw the excitement and the joy in my eyes and I said, this is an awesome gift. Thank you so much. Now, how much do I owe you for it? Well, that would just, just suck the joy right out of giving it, wouldn't it? See, we don't want to be treated that way and we shouldn't be treating God that way either. So let's, let's stop trying to pay God back in that way, but rather respond with joy, respond with, with gratitude, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done for me, for all that you've given to me. Live our life in such a way that we're striving to, to draw closer to him, draw near to him every day of our life, not just because we recognize the importance of the gift given to us, but because we're living with a knowledge that, that understands that God has given us this amazing gift because he loves us. And you know, the reality is another problem that arises when we're trying to repay God, we just can't. Either we accept the gift or we don't. We read in Ephesians chapter two, beginning in verse four, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Again, Paying back God, the idea of it sounds noble, but it simply cannot be done. We must simply accept the gift that God has given to us. Now, a question that may come up in your mind is, with this gift, does God hold, well, does he hold any strings? Are there any strings attached to this gift? And the answer is yes. You see, if you accept this gift given to you from God, this gift of his son, then the expectation of God is in return, you'll surrender your life and, and you'll follow the will of God. You'll follow the, the doctrine of Christ. And I know for some, we're quick to say, no, 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 hold on now. I don't want anybody ruling over my life. Well, the reality is somebody's going to rule over your life. Either you and your sinful nature, which will lead to destruction, or God and his will. What you have to do is reason amongst yourself and decide what is the best direction to go. Which direction will be right and which direction will be wrong? Which direction will take you down a, a good path and which direction will take you down an evil path? And when you begin to understand that, it makes making that decision of whom to allow to rule your life, uh, a much easier decision to make. We read in Romans chapter eight, beginning in verse five, 
For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. So if we accept this gift given to us by God, this gift of Jesus Christ, we are absolutely indebted to follow Him. But but he's leading us to a place of, of life and peace. And isn't that exactly what so many of us are, are longing for? Let's accept this gift, an amazing, perfect gift. Now, about a week from now, it'll be December 27th, Lord willing. And by that point, most all the presents will have come and gone. The wrapping paper will have been cleaned up. And when you talk to people, they'll say, how was your Christmas? And for many of us, when we answer that question, we say, oh man, it was great. I got this and I got that. And, and we begin to share what, what gifts of this life that we were given. And that's good. But it's not what's great. The greatest gift that mankind has ever been given is the gift of Jesus Christ. The gift of the very Son of God that He came into this world. He lived a perfect life. He died the perfect sacrifice for the sins of, of all mankind, for those who would accept Him as well as those who would reject Him. And that for us, if we will accept this gift, we know that we are to follow in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, Jesus is the only gift that can truly change my life and give me the promise and the hope of life everlasting. I want you to know that I love you, but God loves you more. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And if you have anything that's going on in your life right now that you would like for, for us to be praying for, please get in touch with myself or, or one of the other ministers or reach out to our shepherds so that we can be praying with you and for you as we go through this time together. Would you go with me to God in prayer, please? Our Heavenly Father, we humbly bow before you this day and we say thank you. Thank you for the most precious gift that you've ever given to us. You gave us your only begotten son. And yes, Father, we are, are so thankful for the humble way that he entered this world. But we are also, Father, so very, very thankful for the way that he gave his life, the way he shed his blood, on that very cruel cross at Calvary for all of our sins. So thankful for a gift, Father, that has made it possible for us to be reconciled to you. So thankful for a gift that allows us to be, to be seen as, as redeemed, as an heir, as one of your children. Thank you, Father. Lord, we, we do continue to pray that you would be with us as a congregation. Even though we are scattered right now, Father, we worship together 
as one. We pray that you would be with us, that you would help us to just continue to grow, that our, our relationship with you would be as it should be. We pray, Father, that you would continue to be with those who are, are sick and who are hurting. We know that you know their needs so much better than we do. But in faith, we lift them before you and we pray that you would be with them and bless them as only you can. Lord, we, we love you so very much, but we do know, we do know the love that you have for us is, is so much greater. And it was a love that has been on display time and time again, but a love that has never been seen in a more profound way than in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And it's in His name, the name of Jesus, that we pray all these things. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our online worship service today. We hope that you have a great week, that you get to celebrate Christmas with uh, your family. If you're someone who found us online today or you don't know much about our congregation here at Rainbow, you can find us on our Facebook page or on our website, rainbowchurchofchrist.org. We hope you have a wonderful rest of the week.